Okay, just down the 401 in London, Ontario, a homicide case could actually determine how far Facebook might be allowed to uh, help police and allow police into your Facebook messages and just your general Facebook profile. This case involves Facebook messages that London police want to use as evidence in a murder trial. Now, they filed a protection order to, or a production order, I'm sorry, to Facebook Canada searching uh, for the data. But Facebook says that uh, not so fast. We really don't want to uh, give up uh, our users' information. Nader Hassan is a Toronto based criminal lawyer, and he joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Nader, good afternoon, and thanks so much uh, for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Jeff. All right, just uh, first off here, why is Facebook, uh, why are they saying no in uh, helping uh, London police here in this uh, murder trial? Well, they're saying no because they're saying we don't have to produce those records because those records don't exist in Canada. They exist in the United States. And Canada, they are saying, does not have jurisdiction to force uh, the production of those records. All right, that's very interesting. So, in other words, everything any one of us uh, put up on uh, Facebook, uh, that's stored, I guess, in data servers or or whatever uh, housed in the United States. So even though it's uh, originated from keyboards or whatever device uh, here in Canada, it is considered a property of uh, the United States or Facebook there? Well, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And and to be clear, it, it's it's Facebook stores data not just in the United States. They they store data all over the world. Uh, there's no magic to exactly where that that uh, data is stored. But for all intents and purposes, that data that law enforcement seeks here is not stored in Canada. And uh, Facebook is saying, well, we're not present in Canada, although one of our subs is. We're not physically headquartered in Canada, and the data you seek isn't physically headquartered or stored in Canada. Therefore, you don't have the power to reach it. All right, so London police or Canadian police in general, uh, they couldn't issue a warrant like they would to, uh, I don't know, search a suspect's home with a reasonable suspicion. Uh, they couldn't get a warrant to look into somebody's social media account. Well, they, they, they can get a warrant... So, so the production order power is, is an important power that law enforcement has in their toolkit. So most people, most of your listeners will be familiar with terms like search warrant. A search warrant is usually issued with respect to the target of the investigation. So the police suspect me of having been involved in criminal activity. They can get a search warrant to search my house, my office, or my computer uh, or telephone. But you all, they also have the power to go out and what's, get what are, what are called production orders. Those aren't the, the, the recipients of the production orders aren't the targets of the investigation themselves, but some third-party record holder that will possess information that might be relevant uh, to their investigation into you. So Facebook, uh, Google, Telus, Bell, these are third parties. They aren't necessarily the targets or suspects in the investigation, but they're record keepers and repositories of, of vast amounts uh, of information that might relate to 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 a suspect. So ordinarily, um, if if the if, if we're dealing with a purely domestic context, if a, a judge believes that there are reasonable grounds to believe that that the uh, that an offense has taken place, they will issue a production order to a Bell or a Telus or another entity that has relevant records. So it's not complicated in the ordinary case. What's complicating about this case is that. Facebook has taken this position that because we're not physically present here and because the data isn't here, then your ordinary domestic law enforcement tools don't work on us. 
Okay, I guess the next logical question is, uh, why is Facebook hesitant, do you think, to uh, comply? Are they worried about what this would look like uh, to, to their user base? And uh, would they be used? Would they start shedding users? Uh, would they be worried that uh, you know their personal information or any sort of data they've used on Facebook uh, Messenger that just wasn't posted publicly uh, could all of a sudden be compromised? I think they're worried about a few things, Jeff. Uh, it's no secret that Facebook has come under fire in recent years for its cavalier approach towards users' privacy. So they're no doubt worried about that. But uh, Facebook and other big tech companies, they don't want necessarily want to be in a position where police forces anywhere in the world can compel Facebook or another company to hand over users' private data. I know we're talking about Canada in this example, and Canada has a good rule of law and safeguards for protecting individual rights, but what happens when the police force in some other foreign country without good rule of law starts demanding Facebook users' data from Facebook? You know, what if in a non-democratic regime the police demanded all the Facebook messages of all the anti-government protesters? Facebook probably wants nothing to do with that. So I think they're, they're also mindful of the potential slippery slope um, in, in this type of a situation. Not necessarily about Canada per se, but when other foreign governments start demanding this kind of information. Um, they're no doubt deeply concerned about that eventuality. Yeah, now, is there any provisions that uh, you know that's in place that uh, a Crown or uh, the police department that they could, uh, is there an agreement that they could point to or, or work with to say to, to Facebook or, you know, the U.S. authorities, maybe the FBI, that uh, c- can you help us out and, and get us this information? Yeah, no, you, you've, you've seized upon something really important here. There is a process. It's called the MLAT process. MLAT is an acronym that stands for Mutual Legal Assistance Treaty. And we've concluded MLATs with a whole bunch of countries, including the United States. And, and the MLAT process deals exactly with this type of information and this type of a problem. If we are investigating um, a, a crime that occurred in Canada, but there's relevant information in the United States, there's a process for working with the U.S. government to seek access to that information. Uh, and vice versa, the U.S. can do the same thing with respect to Canada. So there's a reciprocity there. The problem, and I'm sure what, what law enforcement will be, will be explaining to the judge in this case, is that the MLAT process can be extremely cumbersome. It can be extremely slow. It involves going to Ottawa first and then Ottawa going to D.C. and then the Department of Justice in D.C. when they get to it, reaching out to the local law enforcement agency or, or the U.S. entity that might have the relevant information. So no doubt it is slower. It is more cumbersome. Um, so, so that's probably why um, uh, the Crown in this case are fighting so hard to avoid having to resort to that MLOP process. But, you know, in my mind, the, the logical fix for this type of a problem is to modernize the MLAT process uh, and make it more efficient, ensure that you can get information on a more timely basis, rather than opening up a, a sort of Pandora's box here that might cause more problems than it will solve. Yeah, how closely are people uh, watching this going on in a southwestern Ontario courtroom? I mean, could the decisions being made in this case here, could they be a precedent setting? Well, they're huge. Uh, th- these are huge issues. This issue has been litigated in, in the United States. It's been litigated in other jurisdictions within Canada. And you have a B.C. Court of Appeal decision saying one thing, meaning that fa- if Facebook has to or not, Facebook wasn't that issue in that case, it was Craigslist, but they 
the foreign company has to produce the records. And then a court uh, recently in, in Newfoundland, in a case involving uh, Facebook, saying, no, Facebook did not have to produce the records. So we're getting uh, a diversity of judicial opinion on the subject. And this is an issue that will likely end up uh, at a minimum at the Ontario Court of Appeal and most likely at the Supreme Court of Canada. All right. Meanwhile, uh, just to close here, I wanted to ask you quickly, uh, starting today, the House of Commons Privacy and Ethics uh, Committee, uh, they have extended uh, invites to a lot of big tech players, uh, including uh, Facebook and the similarities between uh, not or what we've just been discussing and what's happening in Ottawa or Little Erie. It, it's Facebook, and they've subpoenaed the likes of uh, Mark Zuckerberg, and they're warning that uh, Facebook's uh, top officials warning them that they could be found in contempt of Parliament if they ignore a subpoena there. So once again, we're talking about whether or not the uh, laws in our country do have jurisdiction uh, in the U.S. Uh, would that subpoena, the parliamentary subpoena, do you know, uh, apply or have any effect or, or, or power on Zuckerberg and Facebook officials? Well, I, it certainly has a sy- symbolic resonance. Uh, you know, it, it is, technically speaking, I think, binding on them. However, there are going to be enforcement issues, and I, I think at most the... the um, remedy that Parliament would have if the subpoena were ignored would be to find um, Mr. Zuckerberg or Ms. Sandberg in contempt of Parliament. And although theoretically there are a lot of penalties that can, that can arise or can be pursued as a result of being found in contempt of Parliament, ordinarily, uh, you know, the, the rebuke in, and the symbolic um, impact of being found in contempt of Parliament is, is as far as Parliament will actually go. Um, so it would be a, a tremendously symbolically important measure to find um, the head of a major multinational company in contempt of parliament, but I don't know in terms of penalties uh, that it will go much further than that, at least in the near term. All right, some interesting legal issues are swirling around uh, Facebook uh, in this country. Nader, thanks for helping us make sense of them and really appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. All right, there goes Nader Hassan. He is a Toronto-based criminal lawyer with Stockwoods LLP.